When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. Okay, what's harder? To me, it would have been harder for me to keep living the way I was living mm-hmm. and have my boys experience the, the same thing. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carly. I like the little hand movement. Yeah, I really went for it. I just can't stop. I can't wake up today. Girl, you've probably been awake for the last two hours. I just rolled out of bed. I know. I did wake up around just after 7. Okay. Yeah, I was up at 8.15. But still. Yeah. That's nice, though. I just (laughs) get grumpy when I sleep in. Yeah. Because I feel like I've wasted the day. Yeah. But I woke up and now I'm tired. So if maybe if I had slept in, I wouldn't be as tired. Yeah. But then I'd be grumpy because I slept in. You are very much a morning person. I am very much a night owl. I feel like there's some sort of song about city mouse and country mouse. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call? Oh, I was going to say what bird is in the morning, but it would be an early bird. Yeah. An early bird and a night owl. Yeah. I catch all the worms. There you go. But then I keep them for you. For when I roll my lazy ass for when you... <laughs> <laughs> And then you stay up and you seem to catch all the, like, the gossip, like, the going-ons. And then you fill me in about it. I think yeah, it's, like, a I good... Think, I think we're good. It's a we're good balance. If we were both early or both night owls, I think we'd be missing something. I agree. And that is our next poll on our stories. Are you a night yeah. owl or an early bird? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I put a poll on our Facebook group. I saw that. So if you're on Facebook, because I know it's it's not everybody's on Facebook, but join yeah. our group because every now and then we remember to do something <laughs> That we with have it. a group. <laughs> yeah. And we do post about it and we ask opinions and polls. It's just like a little bit different than what we do on Instagram. But yeah, I asked if people are glad that it's fall, mm-hmm. if they are already ready for next summer, or if they just want to skip right to Christmas. Okay, so what are you? I normally can't wait for summer, but mm-hmm. this summer was a doozy. It was it's so hot. hot. Yeah, so I'm actually really loving this fall because it gets to like 22 degrees Celsius 
yeah. in the daytime, but it's like beautiful and the leaves are changing and mm-hmm. yeah. You can actually enjoy it, right? We usually get like a September snowstorm and then all the leaves yeah. are gone. But it was like 30 degrees last week. I'm like, what is this? Like, yeah. I'm very much a, I'm ready for fall. I don't like being hot. I'm like a solid 21 degree person, even like 15 to 20 degrees. Oh, kind of where that's I'm too cold for happy. me. So yeah, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for it to be a little bit colder and we're probably going to have a really screwed up winter because of this weather like it's probably going to be super cold and snowy i don't know much about hurricanes because we don't live in a hurricane zone the east coast of canada got hit with fiona yes hurricane fiona and then her like trashy abusive boyfriend ian (laughs) came up and over to florida (laughs) yeah attacked florida yeah yeah like what's happening I know. It's so scary. I hope any of our listeners out in Florida or on the East Coast are okay. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. We yeah, have, it's so scary. We have severe weather. Not much, though, because we're landlocked. Like, we don't really have a lot of... Even our snow doesn't get as bad as it could, like, on the East Coast. So, yeah, it's just... It's scary. And I heard... I heard... I saw on TikTok, something's happening in Chicago. There's a bunch of flooding. Oh. And I don't know if it has to do with it's also kind of on the east. And yeah. then also in Alaska, there's some like crazy damage. Like roads have been wiped out from flooding. Oh my gosh. And there's like a natural some natural disaster happening. Wow. Like what's going it's on? It's falling apart. It's very scary. Yeah, that's not good. Hopefully all of our listeners are safe and yeah. doing well. Yeah. yeah. How was your week? My week was okay. I worked a lot. I'm working two jobs right now. So that's a lot, but good it's what I wanted I wanted more hours and that kind of yeah. stuff it's good it's just there's a like I worked two closing shifts this week and it's just been a lot so I haven't really been able to get much done at home unfortunately I need the money so there's things that kind of have to be put aside right so thankfully yeah. we had Friday off because of the National Truth and Reconciliation Day and so I was able to get some stuff done on Friday to catch up with everything. But then, of course, I had all the kids home. So it's just like they say that trying to clean with kids at home is like making a smoothie with like no lid on. Like, yeah, the blender, I hear. Just, yeah. Like, flying everywhere. It makes me mad that our Thanksgiving is a stat holiday and everybody yeah. has it off across the country. Mm-hmm. But our National Truth and Reconciliation Day is not a mandatory statutory holiday. So, like, I had to work on Friday. But, like, Thanksgiving is a sham because it's a bunch of white colonizers that came in and took Mm -hmm. over already occupied land Mm -hmm. from the people who lived here. I don't know. I just, I got feels about it. No, I totally agree. I feel like this is a, this is the second year now that they've done this. I'm hoping that maybe by next year it's a stat. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Because you had it off. Because it's a yeah. federal, it's, it's a, a federal, federal statutory holiday. Yeah. So the schools were closed and the banks were closed and the post office and things like that. But we were open yesterday and so it was busy and a couple yeah. people like, they were closed yesterday and didn't tell anybody. And it was like, okay, if you read the news or have any yeah. sort of sense about you, you would know why we were closed and yeah. don't be a dick about it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Even there were people commenting on the sign because we had a sign up for a week or so saying that we were going to be closed on Friday. And they're like, why? What's National Truth and Reconciliation Day? I was like, it's, oh, my you know, God. To acknowledge the Indigenous people. And they're like, Ugh. I'm oh, like, okay, my well, Your racism is, is showing. So yeah, along. it's just it's suck, man. They really do. They really do. I don't know what it is about working at a bank where people think that I want to hear all of their 
opinions <laughs> that they think that I'm going to agree with them. But yeah. like, I don't give them anything back. I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to argue with them, but I'm also not going to agree with them. I'm just like, okay, can I just give you your money and you leave now, please? Yeah. You know what I want to do on TikTok is I want to start a series where I ask people banking questions to get their opinions. So yeah. for example, I want to be like, do you think, and I want to say it in a way where I don't sound like I'm calling the person stupid, but I want to be like, do you think that if you open up a bank account, but then you don't use that bank account for six months, there's no transactions. Do you think that you would pay a service charge or not? Like an account fee? Yeah. Yeah. I think you would. Yes, exactly. If you signed up for a cell phone, but you didn't use it for two months, you're still getting charged. Your yeah. Monthly. Or if I bought a car but didn't drive it for six yes. months. I'm still making the payments. Yes. Thank you. So there are people that will come in and they're like, oh, I haven't used my account for a while. I'm going to close it. And you're like, okay, you owe because yeah. service charges kept coming out of your account. What? I wasn't using my account. I'm like, what? Like there's people who don't understand because they don't think about those things. And if you yeah. haven't worked in banking, then maybe you don't really think about all the other situations. That's silly. And we've had to put silly. up, I had literally had to make signs that we put up in the bank about scams because we've had so many people that have been scammed. We even had this man, he was trying to open up an Amazon account, just so yeah. he Googled Amazon. But the first one that came up was not the real Amazon. Oh no. They had paid obviously to be put above. Yeah. And so he clicked on it and signed up and then somebody called him. And was saying like, okay, your account is active, but you need to do this and that. And basically told him that he had to go get gift cards. And he went and picked up like $1,000 worth of gift cards, read off all the numbers to the guy oh, on the phone. no. And then he clued in and came into the bank and he was like, I opened up an Amazon account and now they're asking me for all this information. And I was like, you didn't open up a real Amazon account. But yeah. they don't understand that. To them, it's like, it's Amazon. I'm like, it's not, though. Like, it's somebody yeah. pretending to be Amazon, and now they have all your information. Yeah. And so while he was standing talking to me, the guy phoned him. So I said, oh, give me the phone. So <gasps> I talked to him. <laughs> no. I did. So I took the phone, and I was like, hello? And he's like, who's this? I'm like, who is this? And he's like, I need to talk to whatever his name was. I was like, no. You're not going to talk to him. You're going to stop calling him. I know this is a scam. And he was like, how do you know this is a scam? I was like, because I work at a bank and I know what you're doing and I know yeah. what a scam is. And I was like, do not call him ever again. And he hung up. Oh so, my God. I don't know. It, was, it was really fun. And did the guy, he obviously lost that money because he put he it into, yeah. 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 Oh, but, that's sad. Uh, it's sad. He was just an old man. And I'm like, this yeah. pisses me off because these people pray on those people and they could make a thousand phone calls a day but if they find one person that's going to fall for it then they're good like they've made a thousand dollars yeah it's worth and it and that's all they needed and so yeah it's just sad and i just hate it my next topic makes me sound like a total bitch now do it not no like i'm not scamming people let the people know who you truly yeah, are Carly. you're like talking about like your compassion <laughs> for people and but you were talking about oh when you were talking about people at the bank and how they assume you want to hear their life story. Yes. I went to the walk-in clinic yesterday because I needed a prescription refill. Haven't made time to go. So I was like, oh, I'll just hop in on a Saturday. It'll be like so fast. Yeah. I walked in and the waiting room was full. Mm. And I was like, oh, so I like gave my name and then I go and sit down and I'm like, I'll wait a little bit and see how it goes. Mm. 
But like, I just can't stand waiting rooms with people. This guy walks in with his Tim Hortons coffee and some sort of food item. And he was eating and drinking and breathing louder than I have ever heard anybody consume anything in their life. And his phone was not on silent. It was on very loud. And so every text message, and it was that doot-doot-doot-doot, like that like news anchor. Yeah. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sir, you're looking at your phone. So if yeah. a notification comes in, you're staring at it. Yeah. And you're in a waiting room and you have it full blast. Like just put it on silent. There's I a little button on the side on of your phone. Since 2007. Like yeah. my phone hasn't rung since that yeah. then. Right? If I like, know I'm waiting for something important and I'm not in a waiting room, okay. I might put it on loud if I'm like doing stuff and I want to make sure yeah. I hear it. Yeah. But otherwise it's on silent. Yeah. And then this woman walks in with her child. I think also like when you go to a business where it's a waiting room, you tend to lower your voice. You should, I think, lower yeah. your voice. Yeah. This woman walked in and was talking like she was at a crowded bar. Oh god. She was like, Yeah, I need to see a doctor. The woman's like, Okay, can I so she got her information <laughs> and it was for her kid and then she was like, And what's the reason for your visit? And the, the person behind the desk is like talking really softly yeah. and quietly. And she's like, Yeah, I need a new pediatrician. Mine doesn't even know what he's talking about. And she starts going off. God. And like, ma'am, nobody in this waiting room, including the receptionist, yeah. need to know, oh, you need a referral? Great. That's all they need to know. That's I don't even need, need to. That's all they need. And so she tells her to go sit down. And then she sits down and she does that thing where she starts looking around because she wants to engage with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think she wants to carry on her rant about the pediatrician. Do not and make eye contact. Do not make eye contact. And everybody's just there trying yeah. to be quiet and get through this wait. And so there's a way yeah. to be in a waiting room. In that situation, you are quiet. Yeah, you, you need are to share to the space. Yeah. You're looking at your phone. You do not talk to anybody. Yeah. That's just the social rules. In yeah. A room. And I think too, like, especially in a doctor's office like people aren't feeling their best maybe they're yeah. stressed maybe they're in a, who knows what their situation is yeah. and so she sits down and she's looking around just trying to make mm-hmm. eye contact no one's giving mm-hmm. in because they're on their yeah. phones her kid is like i like those bumblebees on those shoes and somebody had custom drawn bumblebees onto okay. these like white shoes then the mom this was her in the mom was like i bet you did those yourself and so the person looked up and was like nodded yes and mm. she was like, yeah, see, she did them herself. You could, too, if you, like, practice drawing. I don't know. She said something that I was like, okay. yeah. And that was fine. And then the kid was like, everyone here has a phone. And the mom was like, yep, everyone here but us. I coached her kid to say key phrases so that she could. Like, maybe. This kid was probably seven or eight. Yeah. And then the mom, and this is all top happening at the volume you would speak if you were at a crowded bar Yeah, in a dead quiet waiting room. And the mom was like, yep, everyone but us. And then she's like, we don't have a phone. Everyone's addicted to phones. And we're all sitting there looking at our phone and like, no, ma'am, we're all looking at our phone because we're just trying to be quiet. I was like on Canva doing some stuff. I was reading emails. Like I was making the most of my time. Because she's they don't have you because she doesn't have a phone. Yeah. And I was oh, like, right. it was at that moment that I was like, I don't have time to wait. And I left. No. And I'm going to try and go sometime this week. Of course. We forgot the a few weeks in a row, but I want to talk about our Patreon. 
do it. We have a Patreon. It's a monthly subscription and it's one of the ways people can support the work that we do. As a thank you, we give you a ton of bonus material. Tier one is called, I literally signed up for this and you get two episodes per month. They're episodes that you're never going to hear on the main feed. And then we do draws and you get one entry into the draw. We have a fun one coming up for October. We have a book with a, with a world famous psychic. And then our tier two is called, I signed up for more. You get the two bonus episodes, but you get two entries into the draw. You get a discount on our merch store and you get your episodes a day early. And then at the third tier, which is called ultimate Safety, ultimate signed up for this, <laughs> you get your two bonus episodes a day early. You get two entries into the draw. You get an even bigger discount on our merch store and mm-hmm. you get a wet Wednesday video episode every month. Yes. Where we just where recorded our off the rail. Yes. We just recorded our October wet Wednesday. I don't remember how it started, where yeah. it went, how it finished. We talked about very many things. So many things. Most of it spooky. Yeah. We had Jody and Amanda again, and yeah. I just love chatting with them because they're so funny. And yeah. everyone just brings like funny and different opinions, and it's so much fun. Some of if... us drink entire bottles of wine. So you know, <laughs> I feel funny. personally attacked by that <laughs> comment. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just so good. And it's like when I you're know. like drinking with friends, you just, Lindsay just kept upping, like filling, refilling. My, it. it never emptied. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. know. And there we it was, were. It was just one glass. It was just one glass. <laughs> okay. Let's get into this week's episode. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hello, Tara. Good morning. How good are you? Morning. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm so good. So good. Monday morning. Because it's Sunday night for us and it's just Monday morning for you. Yeah. It's like a yeah. tricky time zone to figure out. Yeah. Most of my calls, honestly, with clients and things are all in the mornings because everyone's, most people 12 hours difference or 14 hours difference. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Wow. We're so excited to chat with you. We talked, a it feels like a while ago and then got our schedules to align. So I've really been looking forward to this. Yeah. Like yeah. Why don't we dive right in? I'd love it if you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you do, and then we'll get into where your story starts. Sounds good. Sorry. First of all, thank you for having me on here. I'm so excited. It does feel like ages since we've spoken. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was only two weeks ago. My name's Tara. I am an emotional empowerment coach and a mom of two boys. They're three and five. I live in Western Australia, grew up here. Yeah, I guess it started, oh, where do I start? Jeez, I guess it started when I was quite young, probably early teens, I started developing anxiety. And I think I was diagnosed around 19 years old or possibly early 20s with chronic anxiety and depression. That was something that I had dealt with for most of my life, right up until I was 31 years old. When I was... 23, I had multiple health issues, autoimmune disorder, IBS, candida, asthma, hay fever, psoriasis, like all of these things popped up for me and I ended up going to multiple doctors. None of them could really help me. They all wanted to give me a band-aid fix. 
Yeah. Um, I ended up fed up and doing my own research and ended up healing my body with whole food nutrition. Wow. And yeah. And from then I was like, wow, so why aren't we taught this stuff? Like, why aren't we taught what real health is? That's where my passion for health stemmed from. I knew that I wanted to study further into nutritional health, but nothing quite aligned until I was 31, like I said. So many years after that, I still struggled with chronic anxiety and depression. When I was 31, a friend reached out to me and said, hey, I know you're passionate about health. Would you like to look at this opportunity to become a wellness coach with this online holistic health program? And when I looked at it, I was like, oh, yes, but my anxiety was like, no, Tara, you're not doing this. <laughs> I sat with it for a couple of days and I was like, look, something has to change because I just had my second baby, Milo, and he was only seven weeks old at the time. It was at that time when my anxiety was at one of its worst times. So I mm-hmm. just had a new baby. It was winter here and I used those things as an excuse to not leave the house. But truthfully, it wasn't that reason that I was leaving, wasn't leaving the house. It was because my anxiety, I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to do anything. Like I was just in this little bubble and I was safe there. But I was like, you know what? I've got two boys now. And if I don't do something about this, they're going to only know these four walls just like I do. So I was like, look, what's the worst thing that can happen? I said yes. And that's how everything started. I didn't realize, I guess, when I was getting into it, how much business would be a personal development journey. And I started focusing on my mindset practicing gratitude, doing all those little things that really pulled me out of that state. And then I came across a health coaching certification with Institute of Integrative Nutrition. It ticked all the boxes, studied with them for a while, and then got into health coaching, which evolved into mindset coaching, which has since evolved into emotional empowerment, emotional release as well, because that has been where my biggest transformation has taken place, has been in releasing emotions from my past, ultimately. Yeah. I was wondering in Australia, like in Canada, our nutrition, we're not taught about how powerful food can be for your body, your mind, everything. It's very much like our Canada food guide is a joke because it's companies like the dairy farmers and the wheat farmers and the everybody, all these industries are paying in to have their name put on there as healthy. We have like the heart healthy check, but like It's really just which company pays the most money to say that margarine is healthy. I just feel like if you don't know better and you just follow the Canada Food Guide, you're not really doing a very good service to yourself. But where else do we learn it? We don't learn it anywhere. Is it similar in Australia? Yeah, I think it's similar in most places, isn't it? Like, yeah, look at the health stats and the health issues that people struggle with. And it's like... You just have to question everything. Yeah. What's the motivation behind it? How skeptical I've become about everything. Every company is make, trying to make money. Yeah, honestly, I think when you just have to follow the money, really, don't you? To find yeah. the answer sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. What were you doing for a career before you had kids and started doing this integrative health? Yeah. So I was working full time as assistant center manager in shopping centers. So I was managing, basically managing shopping centers full time. Yeah, I was doing that. And then went on maternity leave with my boys and I had a bunch of debt as well, which was another motivator for me to get into, have a little side business, just yeah. be able to pay off some debt and get ahead, especially on maternity leave. Yeah. And so what was, what was the biggest learning in going through this schooling? What was, what, what did that personal development look like? Every little thing that I implemented and it's been over three years now, and I'm still uncovering things. 
that have kept me blocked. I'm still uncovering things that are the root of my triggers. But right now, it's different to when I started because now I'm like, oh, I've been triggered. Yes, I love this. This is an opportunity for me to release this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, trigger me, get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But every little thing that I implemented just helped free me that little bit more. And it's been such a beautiful journey. And even when I've fallen back into like anxiety or depression, which I did at one point, I've taken those as like, okay, this is showing up for me right now. What am I learning from this? And how can I use this to help other people going forward? And when you look at it with that perspective, it's just like you can grow through anything instead of just go through it. As someone who struggled with depression, anxiety at a younger age, I definitely have some children in, in my house that are struggling with that. What would be your advice to parents who've got young kiddos that are struggling with anxiety? I think everything is connected. So if you can look at every aspect, maybe not all at once, just implementing one thing at a time because you don't want to overwhelm yourself as well. There are a few things that I would say, and one is don't identify yourself with being someone that is anxious, as in don't say I am anxious or I have anxiety. Say a part of me feels this way right now. Then oh, you're interesting. not, yeah, then you're not like basically putting it, that's your identity almost. And you right. can choose how you want to identify. You can say, I am free. Like I feel good instead of saying I have anxiety for the different identities, if you know what I mean. But if you say yeah. this is a part of me right now that feels that way, you dissociate with it, you separate from it and be like, why is that showing up right now? What is that? Where is that stemming from? What was my trigger? And how is that a mirror for me to look more closely at what's happening within me for me to heal an unhealed part of me? And the other thing I would say is like when anxiety does show up for you, we seem to be in our heads a lot when we have anxiety, right? There's this whirlwind, we're overthinking, panicking, depends how it shows up for you. It shows up different for different people. But if we can take a moment to be just a little bit aware, drop out of our heads and into our bodies, we can actually feel where that emotion is showing up for us. And if we can feel into our body, we can actually help shift that emotion. And a lot of the time, and I've had experiences with this as well, where if we can drop into our bodies and feel where the emotion that is triggering the anxiety is in our body, if we can release that energy because emotion is just energy, we can actually find clarity on where that emotion and where the anxiety is coming from in the first place. And then you can actually fully free yourself from it. That's yeah. really powerful. I like the idea yeah. that instead of giving anxiety your whole body to identify and hold, you're just saying, just this part of me is, just part of it. And so it yeah. instantly shrinks it down to a fraction of the size. Yeah, I, that's really interesting. It's like our bodies know what to do, but we've become so distracted with everything, with food and everything just getting in the way of our body being able to handle things the way they sh it should. And so like we now have to relearn and reteach ourselves how to manage this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're not taught it growing up. We're not taught how no. to feel into our bodies. We're not taught how to process our emotions. And to, if, if I'm honest, like my belief around anxiety is that anxiety and depression actually stem from suppressed emotions. If we were taught how to fully process our emotions as children and growing up and I, we were able to release them, then... It wouldn't show up so much for us. Yeah. yeah. You're told to stop crying or be quiet or go cry somewhere else or don't think, don't think about that. And I know having kids, sometimes in the moment, you're just like, just stop. But you really have to be able to like 
help them work through it and help them figure out where this is stemming from and how can we fix it instead of stifling it. Yeah. Oh my God. I catch myself all the time still. Like we, we parent as we were parented and it's hard to break yeah. out of that. So yes. like I catch myself sometimes still, even as an emotional empowerment coach going, okay, stop crying now. Cause it just gets to you. Like, where you are. Yes. like no, don't say that. Okay. It's fine to cry. Keep going. <laughs> cry as much as you want to cry more. <laughs> it is so hard when you, yeah, you catch yourself parenting kids the way that you said you never would but it is it's you only do what you know and it is so much effort you know and I think that lends itself to our parents were raising us the way that they were raised and the way that you know and so it is so hard to break that pattern because it's generational yes yeah Yeah. absolutely it didn't just come from our parents it came from their parents and their parents before them and mm-hmm. their experiences as children as well because and a lot of it like it comes from our childhood and their childhood basically our subconscious which dictates 95 percent of our behavior as adults is formed when we're children like up to the age of seven basically majority of those formed up to the age of seven and so if we look back at those early experiences that's creating a lot of what is happening in our lives right now and yeah it goes through our parents like they only going off what they were taught as children and what they learned and learned how to deal as children so you have to have so much compassion for them and compassion for their parents as well because like you said it's generational and the only way we can change it is to do the work ourselves yeah absolutely it is very (laughs) hard because we all you know at the end of the day we're all just human and we all have our breaking points and we all have our times of frustration but I guess it's just how you deal with it after the fact and how you come back from it that matters to be able to heal it after I think is the most important part yeah, yeah. and I think it is hard it's not I'm not going to say it's easy but then, then again we have to choose what hard we want do we yeah. want to do the work and do that thing that's a little bit more effort right now in order to break that so that our children also don't carry that on it's really yes. selfless really of us to do that or do we want to be like oh that's too hard but keep living how we're living with anxiety or with whatever what's harder to me like I had that thought I was like okay what's harder to me it would have been harder for me to keep living the way I was living mm-hmm. and have my boys experience the the same thing has it changed how you parent your boys and I try hard not to be specific about gender but I think that we need to do a better job at teaching boys emotional intelligence and standing up for themselves and being in their feelings because we've have so many generations of boys don't cry mm-hmm. you know be a man yeah oh my god how damaging is that too isn't like <laughs> men now that don't feel safe to express their emotions and it's so damaging to their mental emotional physical health even so yeah it definitely has changed the way that our parent absolutely i'm not going to say i'm not reactive i do still get reactive i do still yell sometimes it's challenging being a mom is yeah. challenging but it has definitely changed it. I'm more conscious, more aware of what I'm saying to them. I definitely allow them to experience their emotions. I can teach them different ways of how how to release emotions, how to express them that feel safe to them, that aren't damaging to anyone, but still being able to move that out of their body. And the other thing I do is I remember as a child, whenever my mum was kind of upset, she would go and hide. Like it wasn't almost safe to like express yeah right. when I'm feeling that way I purposely cry in front of my boys 
and they'll be like mum what's wrong and I'll be like I'm just feeling a little bit sad right now and it's fine I just need to cry so it kind of touches them as well like sometimes if I'm angry I'll just be like ah throw a pillow on the ground (laughs) and like take it out and they're like mum what's going on I'm like I'm just expressing anger right now like I won't say it in that way but teaching them that it's safe to do that through my own embodiment of these practices, I guess. I don't have my own biological kids, but I have spent a lot of time with Michelle's kids and I have two stepkids. And it's so uncomfortable to be vulnerable or have an emotional moment in front of kids because I was taught that you just go and do that somewhere else and come back when you're balanced or feeling better. But it's, yeah, I recognize the importance of it. And Michelle and I talk all the time about mental health and seeing our therapists and we try to find ways to bring it up in a natural conversation to normalize it, even though it doesn't feel that normal to us right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love Yeah. I think it's so important to, to normalize it. Like these people are there for a reason. And I think therapy is really powerful. Yeah. I was raised in a household where it was similar. I couldn't be weak around my parents because anytime I would be weak around them or or show emotion, I shouldn't say weak because it's not weak to feel that way. Anytime I would feel emotion or be vulnerable, it would very quickly be like, like, you're going to have to figure it out or you're going to have to knock that off. And, And so to not be able to feel like you can have those emotions It's a very lonely feeling. I think from those early experiences, like for me as well, I was definitely taught to deal with emotions on my own or I was sent to my room and I didn't really know how to process emotions properly. Or like I was told off if I got angry and was expressing myself that way, which kind of led to me believing subconsciously it wasn't safe to express my emotions or I had to deal with them on my own. And that led to me not talking to anyone about them, trying to work it out in my own mind, which kind of made me feel like I was crazy. Like yeah. I remember looking at myself in the mirror going, you're crazy. No one understands what's wrong with you. But if I was yeah. taught how to express my emotions, if I was taught that it was safe to go and talk to people and be vulnerable about that, I don't even know what my life would look like. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, that's so true. How do you integrate? So the whole nutrition that you found your way through to help with a lot of your health issues. Can you talk a bit about what that is? And then I'm also interested, how do you parent with that knowledge? Yeah, when I first started, I eliminated pretty much everything from my diet. Like for a couple of weeks there, I was living on vegetables and water. Like, yeah, because I was so unwell and I just... And I felt awful. That was just how I started. So I eliminated everything and then started reintroducing things one by one. And that way I could tell what was really triggering my body and what wasn't. That's an, I, that was an extreme way to, to deal with it. But also I was in, a, in an extreme place where I just was fed up. Yeah. But over the years, like I've definitely learned what's, what my body needs, what it doesn't. And I think the biggest tip that I could give and the way that I implement it into my boy's life as well is that you can try and go back to basics and go as close to nature as possible that's the healthiest thing you can do for yourself if you are picking up things off the shelf and they've got a thousand ingredients listed like Mm -hmm. just put it back if my boys come to me like i'll take my boys shopping and i'm one of those weirdos that stands in the shopping center reading all the ingredients (laughs) but you don't realize how much crap and throwing crap is in foods because when you start reading ingredients you're like wow I didn't think sugar would be in this wow I didn't think what is that what's that word or what's that number what is that and then 
So I'll take my boys shopping with me. They'll pick something up and be like, mum, can I have this? And I'll be like, no, darling, because it's got this and this in it. It's not healthy for you. And they'll see me doing that. The other thing like we do is I'm not really strict with them. At home, we eat like mostly, we either have vegetables every day. Like I put raw veggies in their lunchbox. We have it for dinner every night. I'll give them like a balanced meal most nights but then I'm pretty flexible yesterday we went out and got ice cream like I don't want to restrict them because then they'll figure like they'll find those foods later on in life and it might become like an addiction type of thing. Yeah. yeah they might binge them because they're treat yeah, yeah. and I'll and like as long as they know what's healthy what's not I'll just educate them going forward every time they eat something I'll try and teach them a bit about it so they, they know and they can make informed choices like my son went to the dentist the other day and he saw some pictures of teeth that were rotting away and he's like, mum, like that doesn't look good. And I'm like, no, but that's what happens when you have too much sugar. And then he'll go and pick up a lollipop at the shopping center and he'll be like, oh, we just got too much sugar in it. Hey, mum. And I'm like, oh yeah, but it's got a lot of sugar in it. So <laughs> he's, he's learning, but he's still like, he still has treats, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, we don't go overboard with it. And I'm very careful with what they eat on 80% of the time. And as long as they are educated in that, they can make their own decisions when they get that bit older and start finding food for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And so with your business, with coaching, who are your clients? Who sort of benefits or who reaches out to you? Yeah. It's people that are struggling with their confidence, that have a lot of self-doubt, that are in their minds a lot, that don't feel empowered over their emotions that feel like they're just emotionally drained a lot have a bit of anxiety or are stressed and just generally feel unhappy in their lives basically just because I really love helping people come back to themselves learn who they are underneath all of the conditioning underneath what they were taught as children who are they when they can connect to themselves they can learn to accept themselves love themselves I believe that confidence is a direct reflection of your willingness to be exactly who you are because oh, when you I can step that. into who you are at a core level like how can you not be confident you are aligned with your values you're aligned with your strengths you're aligned with what makes you like powerful as a human what makes you impactful what inspires others when you are truly connected to who you are like you'd not be confident what do people get out of coaching getting a coach or getting coaching from you from me yeah they learn how to reconnect themselves how to love themselves how to find their confidence and their power. And from that place, they can release the things that have been keeping them stuck where they are, start stepping into a new version of themselves. And from that place, like they can create an entirely new reality, basically, because it's what we learned, like I said earlier, in our early experiences that shape a lot of the beliefs that we hold about life. And when we can shift those beliefs, we can change what those beliefs have been creating for us. So I'll give you an example of that. Just this morning, like I uncovered my own subconscious block, my own subconscious belief. And that was that it was through my journaling practice. That belief was that pain is associated with love. And through that belief, I've created really painful relationships through my life. In realizing that I've been able to shift that belief to basically like love can just be love. Love can just be flow, can be fun, can be easy love doesn't have to mean pain and so with that new belief I can start thinking different thoughts which create different feelings different emotions in my body 
emotions of vibration. I take different actions from that place. I choose better people in my life. Like with that awareness of that belief, I can start choosing different relationships, choosing different men. So I can completely shift my entire life around that now with that one, with that little one awareness, that one belief that I was holding. So over three years, I've been able to create a completely different life for myself where I can actually influence my emotions to feel happy every single day. And that's what I try and teach my clients to do as well. Right. So that's what I teach my clients to do is to shift those beliefs that are creating different things in their life, different circumstances, and then find a way to influence their emotions to actually show up happier and more in love with their life every single day. Oh, I love that. And what's neat with today's world, you can take clients like all over the world, right? Yeah, I can. Yeah, because I work entirely online now. So definitely. And just over Zoom. It's with anyone anywhere. That's really, I think, like with technology and I think, I don't know, it seems like the pandemic really kicked this into high gear is even with our podcast, we thought when we were launching it that we would only interview people in person because we didn't even think about the power of this. And yeah, like now, I don't know, you can just reach out to so many people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love connecting with people all over the world. It's so much fun. Where is the best place people can find information about you? The best place and my favorite platform on social media is Instagram. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So my Instagram handle is at it's Tara Swan, I-T-S-T-A-R-A-S-W-A-N-N, at it's Tara Swan. Yeah, that's awesome. I think the work that you do is incredible. I think it's so important and more people should put more value in their health mentally, physically, everything. Yeah. Awesome. Tara, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday morning to chat with us. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun and I'm so grateful for you having me here. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your week and we will talk to you really soon. Perfect. You too. All right. Bye. Hey, Michelle. Hey, darling. Tara, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I believe that you need to say that in an Australian accent. I was just going to say, I feel like she says her name Tara, but it's because we clarified before we even started recording with her. But when I say Tara, I sound very Canadian. Yes. Yeah. We discovered this during our Wet Wednesday that I can't do accents at all. Right. I think you can do accents. I can do them okay. Like you like, could do a good British accent, I thought. The I, more yeah. I drink, the better they get. Oh, totally. Or yeah. at least I think they do. But yeah, it was so great to meet her. I'm so glad she reached out and wanted to be on our podcast. Yeah, totally. And I loved her perspective and shared something new and it was yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was really good. I am so excited to hang out with you later today. I know, me too. It's I'm like excited a beautiful to like day. go on Fish Creek and see all the leaves and walk around and it's going to be like yeah. nice and warm but like fall looking and yeah it'll be nice. yeah i want to get outside and get some fresh air and yes. move my body my body some videos of you doing some tiktok dances <laughs> while we walk around of me moving my body <laughs> of you moving your body Sam i forgot i was moving her body yeah i forgot to say Lindsay was explaining her job to somebody the other day we had a family dinner And she was referring to when you meet with a patient, you have to talk, you have to find out if they're undernourished or overnourished. And her her aunt was like, she was like, I know undernourished. She's like, what's overnourished? Lindsay was like, she like looked at both of us and she's like, we're overnourished. (laughs) So now we do not say 
Oh, my dogs are barking because Lindsay left. And now we're obviously under attack. Oh, obviously. Please hold. 100% Henry thought he was home alone. He was like on the couch (laughs) barking. And I I was like, sir. And then he like looked up and he was like, oh, no. And now he's bashfully laying down over here. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I thought I was alone. (laughs) But anyway, so now we just jokingly call ourselves that we're so overnourished. Overnourished. That is so funny. I love that. I have nourished Um. myself to the extreme. (laughs) And I need to really hold back my nourishment. (laughs) Oh, anyway, if you have Apple Podcasts, if you have an iPhone, please go on and leave us a five-star review because the more reviews we get on Apple, the more people find our podcast, the more we grow. And that's what that's what we want to tell people, more people, more stories. My favorite, most recent rating was the title. Wasn't it like my cup pops? Yeah. My cup pops too. So funny. Yes. Because then I just like, I'm sure anybody reading that who doesn't know about our podcast would be like, what? What does yeah. that mean? And then they'll want to know more, right? So, so, so funny. funny. <laughs> so, yeah, give us a follow. Give us a review. Download our episodes. We are potentially by the time this episode releases, we'll be at 80,000 downloads. Amazing. So every download counts and yes. like follow us and share and do all those things. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Patreon, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Twitter. Yeah. All the things. things. Join our Facebook group. Yeah. And join us on Patreon. Buy our merch. Buy our merch. Yeah. Only if you have capacity to. Like, we're not threatening you, but. No. Yeah. If you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. We're going to let you guys go because we're going to go hang and enjoy this beautiful weather. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.